welcome to Stars Chaser Central, where it's a podcast of Charles Hampton music moments and everything in between. I'm Slay Braxton. And I am Mike D. Jackson. Um, how you doing, man? Uh, I know the outside is it's cold, snowy. It is. I'm kind of wondering why you're wearing a jersey. <laughs> so there's really no reason for me to wear the jersey. Obviously, I'm inside, so it's it's warm in here. Uh, by the way, if y'all can't see. Uh, no pun intended, John Cena, chain gang soldier, Jersey. You feel me? Right. Shout out to Chalkline, not sponsored by them. This is podcast not sponsored by them at all. <laughs> anyway, I'm just wearing it just to be something for something different. Even though I know this is a audio adventure for some people, it's a visual adventure for some people. And I could easily just put on a black shirt. And we do this every week. I just don't want no one to say, damn, this this dude's wearing a black shirt every day. Yo, this man stink. He wearing a black every episode. He wearing a black shirt. Oh, man, he dirty. Obviously, that's not how that works. But I, it, it's weird to me. I think about, like, you know, cartoons like Doug, how Doug will always have that green vest on and the uh, khaki shorts. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, on, on one of the episodes, they showed his whole closet full, mm-hmm. full. But I, I don't know. I'm just weird about stuff like that. That's literally it. Just wear something different for the pod. Right. So. No, I got you. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, now I feel like I should show my junk. Shout out to you, Hawk Show man. Uh, got that that uh, Karasu, uh hoodie from the Dark Tournament. Hey, look, look, we're kind of matching a little bit because look, I got the blue one with this, and you got the blue bandana. I don't know. If yeah, you know, man. Yeah, you I, know, I don't know. I don't know if you set tripping or not, but you know, I, I don't want no beef. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think it's nothing like that. No Casanova, right. um, but I, I'm good, man, and I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to rec- uh, record a new episode and review a new tape for us. And today it is an interesting one, um, because I don't know how official it is, and we'll kind of get into that uh, just based off your uh, adventure trying to you know find the tape. Uh, uh, turn first sessions, man. Turn first sessions. Yes, sir. So turn first sessions was released i want to say it was like june or july of 2017 but it's a little iffy on the date for that because when it actually got recorded was about 2014 2015 when charles was first with turn first uh you know turn first records the you know london situation he had and i was trying to look up information on it i really couldn't find too much like you said it's not really official it's it, it is official music but it didn't get released like how most projects get released I remember at the time, Charles on his band camp, he had this project, and I can't even tell you how many other projects he had on there, but basically he was like, hey, y'all, I got some projects out here, bunch of different music, I hope you guys check them out, please donate, uh, show some love, you know, if you spend some money, please do. I had to look up a tweet I had, it was in December, so this came out, let's say June, July, mm-hmm. I didn't check this out until December, and for whatever reason, I think with me, I was just like, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm-hmm. But I do remember when I did listen to it. It just wasn't when it first came out, though. But like we said, this was recorded 2014, 2015. So Charles was still signed when this was recorded. But by the time he dropped it, he was no longer with uh, Republic or Turn First. Yeah, um, I do remember. I do remember <laughs> when this. I don't even know if I remember when this came out. I I never know like timelines. I remember having it because I remember it being on. I, my iPod. I think I picked up an iPod, a newer one. Uh, that well, newer is relative. I got another one. It wasn't new, obviously, because iPods went out of style a while ago. Uh, but yeah. I got another one from like a tech shop, so I could kind of fill it with uh 
with different music that I acquired over the years. Um, and this is one of the things I put on there. And um, I remember, I remember being like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is, and you kind of got the vibe like, oh, I see what period this was recorded in. So it was fun to, you know, kind of get those uh, lost, lost files, if you will, you know, that didn't quite make it at the time. Uh, what about you? How did you feel when you first heard it? So it's interesting because I'm trying to figure out, and I'll answer this, but I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Basically, I'm trying to figure out how I even decided to download this or, or choose it. Because like I said, there's a bunch of other Charles projects. And I remember like, when you look at some of his artwork, it's it's different, you know, there's there's different things on there. Mm -hmm. This artwork is uh, pretty interesting, but I remember being like, okay, um, I, I guess I'll choose this one. I think that's what I said. I literally was like, I guess I'll choose this one, check it out. And then when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, this is great. Maybe I did choose it because of the name Turn First Sessions. I'm like, all right, well, maybe this is like unreleased stuff. That's what I was assuming. I'm like, okay, maybe it's unreleased stuff that came out when he was signed, checked it out. Loved it. I was like, oh, this is great. Wow. And I was like, I want to see if there's any more music like this because I was trying to figure out, okay, most of these most of these songs, pretty sure Charles wasn't producing them, but how did he get them? You know? But I did uh I did enjoy the project when I first listened to it. My my question though, like I said, what made you even check it out? Because I, I know for me in like 2017 and like December, I said, Hey y'all, y'all should check this out. This is kind of on the the same level of his uh, album, Hamilton Charles. Like, if you like those type of records, you might want to check this out. But I don't know how everyone else found it if they did find it. I know some people, they didn't even hear it on Bandcamp. They heard it on YouTube when it just, just got released. Yeah, that's a great question. Because um, we don't talk about the importance, and that'd be another episode we could probably do one day. Uh, just, you know, kind of ranking our favorite covers uh, over the years. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. but I, we don't talk about enough how like a cover or like a name of a of a tape can kind of sway our decision to you know download or not to download right you know there's always we always talk about it, there's always the era where we would just download everything download everything didn't matter what it was called what you know what i'm saying it was like ooh, let me get that um then you know as you get older you kind of become more selective you're like well let me see you might sample a song here or there first it's like let me see if this is gonna be good um, I guess for me, I think Charles must have said something on on the timeline or whatever. Had probably put out something, said something like said, you know, put out the link or whatever. I probably went over there like, you know, I haven't gotten a Charles, you know, tape in a while. Went and grabbed that. Also, this is kind of around the time again, Hamilton Charles. We were kind of excited about, you know, being able to buy the, you know, buy the album via iTunes or whatever, however people, you know, purchased it or whatever. So I'm pretty sure that was probably my my reasoning you know just because you know he put it out there it's kind of in the same era uh i did enjoy some of those songs that came out during this era or whatever i'm trying to remember was was the bite ep also similar in that kind of in the same era to be honest i can't remember to me I'll, I'll be honest i remember people talking about the bite before charles got signed again mm -hmm. And I kind of figured it was a myth because there's like maybe two people that would say, yo, I actually got the bite. Y'all need to hear the bite. And it's like, mm -hmm. all right, so what, what what is it? Where can we find it? Oh, Charles gave it to me. And then he said, don't give it to anyone else, which I respect. 
I do respect that. If you actually, if Charles actually gave you music and he told you don't let anyone else hear it, this is just for you and you only, mm-hmm. respect for you not actually leaking it because there have been some people apparently that have done that. But here's the thing. I remember when I finally heard the bike, I was like, oh, wow. But so many people kept talking about it. And then I was like, okay, well, where is it? Oh, we we have it. We can't leak it. It's like, then why are you telling me about the bike, man? Is it is it a real tape or not? I got yeah. to the point where I was like, man, you know what? I don't even want to hear it because you guys are going to keep telling me about it and how great it is, and I I can't even hear it. So, yeah, um, it, 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 felt like, be- uh, it felt like the the uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot. L- legit, it, it, the same thing with uh, Hyperspeed. That song with Pharrell. Yep, that song was such an old song. People were like, oh my god, he had that song with Pharrell. I'm like, can we hear it? No, I can't leak it, brother. Stop bringing it up, man. Yeah. Until we, until we all can hear it, man. Stop telling me about how great the song is. Jeez, man. That was that's very gatekeepy. I hate that. Yeah, but like I said, I understand why people were doing it because yeah, for sure. Charles, Charles did say, "Hey, don't don't leak it." It's like, all right, cool. Well, well, just don't talk about it. That's my more my thing. Don't talk about it. Something I did want to talk about though. Mm-hmm. We talked about we said something about the art cover. So mm-hmm. it's a very interesting art cover. Like I said earlier, because it's a older white woman and you just see turn first sessions over her eyes and mm-hmm. for the longest time i was like why is that the cover what's so important about her mm-hmm. you know and i was i never really looked it up do you know who this woman is uh no i don't i have guesses i've had like Kind of, I, I assume she has something to do with Turnverse or Republic of some sort. That would be, that would have been my guess. Uh, not sure who she is exactly. So I, I did some research and I was just messing around today, and I'm like, all right, I figured it out. So this woman on the cover, let me get to my notes. Hopefully, I'm saying her name right. Sarah Stennett. Okay. Her name Sarah Stennett. Sarah Stennett is the CEO, co-founder of London, England, headquartered. First Access Entertainment. Okay. So I was like, First Access? Like, okay, what does First Access have to do with Turn First? Mm-hmm. Th- this is what it is. Her previous music venture, Turn First Artist, was folded into First Access Entertainment after par- partnering with Warner Music. Uh, so, Warner again. Yeah, so, so, but that's where she started, you know, with Turn First and the whole thing of, like, trying to develop certain artists and uh, there's I, I looked up some of the artists on there. Like one person that popped up was uh, a girl named Laurel, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I remember her because mm-hmm. she had a song with Charles, so that makes sense. And then a few other names I seen. Obviously, we know about Iggy and whatnot, but Iggy Azalea. But some of the other people I seen, I'm like, I they don't ring a bell. Never really heard of them. But like we said, it's a developmental you know type of brand to try and get people out there and kind of hey, if you're doing really good we'll push you over to so-and-so mm-hmm. like I said, we'll push you over to Republic and see what they can do with you, you know, but that that's who that woman is. After all these years, I finally found it out. And I was just like, why, why, why is this the cover? But it makes sense now. That the mystery has been solved. Look at you. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta give you a detective name, like Sherlock Negro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, turn first sessions. It's uh, I think we said, what we said, 11. Yeah, eleven songs. Eleven songs. Um, again, recorded kind of during the during that window of when he was signed with you know Turn First Republic, all that. Um, how you want to go through this today? You want to go through song by song, or you want to do our pick three? We could do a uh, song by song. I, okay. I, I, I got notes on everything. Also, if you guys don't know what this project, uh, Turn First Sessions, 
it's kind of similar to the Dilla, and then they play Dilla one because you get the songs and you get the instrumentals, which is pretty nice. Also with this project, this project is one of the first few projects that Charles is not, he's not making the beats on there. Like I believe Invisible Men at the time was helping him with some of the songs and producing. Charles probably had a hand in producing, but it's not the usual sample that, that you're used to. Like this is back when Charles is having people say, all right, we want you to try something new. We want you to rap on this type of production. Stay away from the left conversations and the mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, could get you in trouble. So it's like that. Also, it reminds me of a little bit of uh, Atlantis and A. Because if yep. you think about it, that project was, hey, we want you to try rapping on this type of production. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you know, kind of, kind of you know, similar thought process. But like we said, unofficial, because I don't know if this was supposed to be the album or or these, like, a bunch of songs that were laying around. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to just put these 11 songs together and boom, that, that, that's, we're, we're going to call it the turn first sessions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very collaborative with this, this, these, this era. It's very collaborative. Um, and yeah, we'll probably turn around and kind of ask, you know, questions about some of these songs, whether they should have been on, you know, Hamilton Charles or like maybe, you know, should this kind of been like an album itself? So, We'll kind of get into that as we go along. All right. um, let's start off with uh, you have Zombie Funk first. Yes, sir. Zombie Funk, man. What did you think? I'm gonna be honest. It's a great start to to this to this uh, unofficial tape. Very good funky sound. I like the hook. I like what he did with the lyrics. I like how he's kind of tying it in. Um, yeah. What what did you, what did you have to say about that one? So when the beat first came on, when I first listened to this, I was like. All right, okay, like it has the funk in it and instantly, and then he he starts rapping, getting into the song, then the hook comes in, and then you it really you really gets into like a little bit more funkier. The song gets has like an eerie, eerie feel to it, mm-hmm. but then it's funky too, and I I see why he named it Zombie Funk because like it had like kind of like a scary eerie feel to it, but at yeah. the same time like it's a groove that you can you can vibe with. So I really liked it um good verses great groove nice hook uh he's talking about like you know i feel like he's talking about getting back into the game you know after everything i could kind of see like a music video to this like if he like if he was at like a bar or saloon or something like that and they had him on stage and then the people they might not have been feeling the previous act so he's up there kind of like ah petrified like uh, i hope they don't boo me out of here and then he gets into it and everybody's dancing and grooving at the same time kind of like I feel like he's kind of talking about when you're getting back into the game, we all hear about some of the vices that people fall to. And he's just trying to not get involved in that. He's like, Hey, I'm trying to do my job and get out of here. I want to still entertain y'all, but I'm not trying to, you know, overdo it like I did last time or how some other people have overdone it, but great song, a great, great start to the, to the tape. Great energy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if this was kind of also the song, it would make sense if this is where he said it. But there was a lot of funk on here, so I might be mixing it up. Was this the song where he said, "I can't just let funk die"? Not, not the right song. That's what I'm saying. It would have made sense on here, but I, I, I felt like it's the next one. I feel like it's the song. Yep, I'm right. So it's the song one. following that. But like again, this is a, a good record, a good start to this, to this, you know, this these eleven songs. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing bad to say about this. This is re- this is a really good record. 
um, way back home. I bar blasting the old days. Younger chicks wanna laugh at my old age. Okay, I'm 27 right now, but I live forever turning heaven's lights down. Lord, please let me make it home safe. It costs 650 to make it to home plate. I can find my way back home. Another great song, and like I said, he first starts the song off saying, "I just can't let uh, funk die." So. Has another funky feel to it. it. Has like a fun feel to it as well. Mm-hmm. I could also see a music video being made made to this song. Basically, Charles is talking about you know going out on, on a random night, going out, getting some drinks in, you know, having fun. And we've all had that moment where you might have one too many. That's like, all right, well, how am I getting back home now? Mm-hmm. And I think he talks a little bit more about like, okay, well, these girls here, you know, I might want to go home with one of them if I can't make it back home, and I'll go yeah. over there. Something something that. It made me laugh, like in retrospect now, I guess, because at this time he talked in the song somewhere he mentions about being 27 and girls laughing at his old age. Mm. When when you think about it, like 27, that's it's not old at all, you know. But maybe in the music business, they might look at that like, oh man, you're almost 30, like because they usually try to sign like young artists, you know. But it's it's a really good song. It has like a fun feel to it, really, really, really just enjoyable. Like I said, I can see a music video being made to this as well. Just the the hook, the bridge, like this really really enjoyable song. I think it's great storytelling because, like I said, you could envision him in the song. Like, okay, he's going to the bar, having a good time. Oh, I got a little bit too lit, man. Mm-hmm. How am I going to get back home if I got a hitchhike? You know, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, yeah. but I gotta make it home safe. So I, I really enjoy the song. How you feel about it? It's a good song, man. It's a good song. Again, I like. This is why I always wondered, you know, as I was listening to it was this meant to be like some type of actual complete project because going from zombie funk which is you know basically zombie living undead right and then mm. funk you know the music and then going right into this and saying you know i can't let funk, let funk die like that's a crazy you know putting that back to back makes a lot of sense so it's like this feels like this is uh, these songs are connected in some way uh but good record like you say it's i think it's interesting that you say that a lot of these are you could see music videos for it because um, not every song that Charles makes, you know, you can kind of be like, oh, I envision a, a music video to this. Uh, but these definitely had that kind of vibe to it. Um, and I'm trying to remember, did we get many videos during that time? And I would say no. We got New York Rainer. We got Down the Line. Uh, also, technically, if you want to count it, we got a music video for uh, Man's World that was on Hamilton Charles. But yeah. how they did it, they didn't do it like a full music video. What they did right. was like they had the music playing in the background and Charles is performing in the street, you know what I mean? Just like rapping the verse and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's still a music video, but you know, it's not like a full production type of music video. Right. I want to say after that, that might be it. I know yeah. they did some lyric music videos, but other than that, I. No, I think that was it. Like when we came to like music videos. Yeah, I feel like there's I mean, obviously I'm not I'm not a label head, not a record, any of that or whatever. And you know, Charles will also had to be kind of he would actually have to want to do it, I would assume, you know, in that situation. But I feel like it's kind of a miss a drop ball because I feel like I don't know about you, videos can make or break a song. Um any type of promo can make or break a song. I'll use an example. I use a, a, a an example of it working against you, and I mean, because I feel like we can come up with an example of 
a song where we're like, I don't know about it. It's song, and then you watch a video and you're like, oh, never mind. This is a great song, right? Because then you kind of yeah. get it when you see it face to face or whatever. But uh, remember when 21 Savage was coming out with an album and he dropped that teaser that there was going to be a movie with Donald Glover playing him in his in his biopic. Remember that? Yeah. I was like, oh, there's no way I'm listening to this 21 Savage. If this is an album, I'm not, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I looked at that, bro. I was like, no. He's trolling us. He has to be trolling us. I assume... Now that we now that I've got that album, good album by the way. Uh, now that we got that album, I was like, "Wow, I'm glad I did listen to it because that would have put me off on it." You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I'm not I'm not listening to this if that's the kind of energy you want. That's weird, bro. Um, <laughs> so maybe that could have been kind of the their thought process as far as you know, Republic's thought process is not putting out as many music videos as probably we would have liked. Yeah. Um, but I wish we did. Like, I'm like you. I wish we did kind of get some more videos like the ones you're kind of explaining because I think that could have helped them a lot. So I don't know. That's, that's a, I, that's I agree. I think, another, I think another thing that probably was taken into consideration, like making sure Charles got enough rest wasn't, you know, overdoing it because at that time period too, you got to remember they, they had him on, was it Empire? They had him on the episode of Empire. Yeah. He was doing promotion for Empire because he was on the soundtrack. Of course, he had his music videos. They wanted him to get his buzz out there. I want to say it was the song from from Hamilton Charles. I want to say I think it was uh or was it the Black Box? No, it was the Black Box. Was, I think one of the songs is uh Face the Music. That song was like I guess you could say sponsored, or it was you know it was being shown on ESPN for like a mm. little bit of time too. Like I said, they had New York raining with the music video and whatnot down the line. So he, he was pretty busy and whatnot. So I feel like with them, they're like you know hey. We don't want to overwork him. We know how fast and how much he can put out with music. But it's like, hey, let's let's make sure he's getting his rest, getting his break. Mm. We we he's on medication. Let's let's not you know let's not break him down too much. So it would have been nice to get some more music videos. But I understand. At least we got the music to go go for it. At least so. Yeah. And for what it's worth, from our outside perspective, because you know Charles could have a different perspective. You know he would know more obviously since he was one going through it. It did feel like they were trying to take care of him as far as like his mental stuff or whatever. Like they were trying to be like, Hey, let's, you know, let's, you know, and like you said, try to make sure he gets his rest or whatever. So from that perspective, if that's why they didn't do as many music videos, I prefer that because I'm worried about, I would rather them, you know, value and focus more on his health versus anything else at that point, you know, cause he's going to make music. That's just, that's who he is. Yeah. Um, Saturday night live, man. what do you think about that one? Um, for me, before I, I let you go in, it's okay. It's okay. Um, probably not one of my favorite songs on here, but it's okay. It's nothing, nothing inoffensive about it for sure. So Saturday Night Live, I wouldn't say I could see a music video made for this one, but I feel like there is a connection with these at least three songs we just heard because. All right, so he had Zombie Funk, then you had Way Back Home. So let's say Way Back Home was on a Friday night. He had a he had a good night out, whatever, got a little bit too drunk. Saturday night, he's talking about, I'm at home, I'm not going out. So I'm like, hey, did he have, like, did he overdo it Friday night? And then he's like, Saturday mm -hmm. night, nope, I'm staying home, I'm not going. Because, once again, we've all had those situations. Yeah, you, you had one too many to drink, and then the next night you're like, not going out, don't even ask me, don't even, don't even hit me up. Mm -hmm. Some people will say that, and then it's like, 
So you you still try to go out? Yeah. All right, let's go out. But with Charles, it's like, nah, I'm staying in my bed. I'm staying in my room. I'm not going out. Yeah. Like, it's an inoffensive song. It's a good song. It's it's nothing really too crazy, but he just talking about staying at home. I, I do know he mentions about, you know, if he had a, a chick with him, you know, that'd be cool, you know, but for the most part, he's staying at home. One thing I did notice, I didn't say it earlier, but in this song, he talks about uh minding his business, like, hey, I'm not going out, I'm minding my business. Mm-hmm. On Zombie Funk, he, he says it twice in two different, you know, two different bars about minding his business. So you could tell he is allowed to freestyle on this project. Mm-hmm. Verses are dope. So far, the, the music's dope. The verses are dope. He's not talking about anything that could offend people about going left. Mm. But I'm like, okay, I'm noticing a little bit of repetition and whatnot. Like he's saying, I'm on my business. I'm like, I, I get I get it. I get it. But at the same time, like that's where I could see some people being like, that's why we want you to write. Because when you freestyle, you're going to just say whatever comes to mind first. So if mm. he keeps talking about mind and his business, it's cool. But it's like, all right, well, how many times you want to keep telling us that? It reminds me of Lil Wayne, right? When Lil Wayne be freestyling his verses and whatnot, he always talk about, oh, I fuck a red bone, I fuck a yellow bone, stop playing, yo, quit playing. It's like, Wayne, I know you freestyled a million songs. It's like, you, you, you're getting into like the repetition bag, man. You got to you gotta change it up a little bit. Back to the Saturday Night Live. It's mm. a good song. It's, it's, it's pretty chill. Two points. Uh, the freestyling thing. I did notice a few instances where I was listening and I was like, I feel like I've heard something similar that he said here before. Uh, one of them was, and I forgot what, what song it's on, but he said, uh, I think he said, I either I divorced or I had a breakup with Loose Leaf, which is basically I'd stop writing. So I was yep. like, Bro, I know I've heard this before because I've always thought that was a fire, you know, a fire bar or whatever. I was like, I've heard this before. And then there's just like little pieces along the way where I'm like, okay, I've definitely heard something similar in what he's saying now the next bar the following bar is always different um but yeah that first part i'm like yeah i've heard this before somewhere which doesn't really uh you know it doesn't bother me as much um but it is something that is noticeable and it does seem like he's he's uh not not he's putting in a great effort into not going left like i think that's his way of kind of curbing that so like he when he says that he i think that's him being like i'm about to do it let me say that boom and get back on uh go a different route or whatever um i, I could understand that because yeah. i remember just me even be me being younger and i was like when i would try to learn how to freestyle and try to do certain things one of the things i remember i was trying to teach my boy because like he would mess up and he'd be oh man i messed up i'm like bro just keep going so when he would mess up or he's about to mess up People like, I almost said this, but I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep flowing. And I'm like, all right, cool. But stop saying I'm almost messed up and I'm going to keep going. Like yeah. that's his, that was his, that was his go-to line. So yeah. that might be Charles being be like, ah, I'm about to do this and let me not do that. But I do rap and I do spit facts, like stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. I get it. I, I, I like the, I like the save. It's a lot better than some of the projects we talked about previously where he actually would mess up and then he'd make like a raspberry sound of, ah, blah, blah. Yeah. he'll do some some type of crazy noise and it's like all right i get it but but like i said it's a good save though it's just something i noticed something i had to bring up and yeah i was gonna say like i feel like when people do that in their raps i just think that's their and what i learned from like people like lupe when lupe raps he always says and one of his freestyles actually say, I do pauses and, and stretches like this. Uh, 
That way he can kind of, it gives him like a small second to figure out what I'm about to say next. So I feel like that's probably kind of a common, those two things are probably a combination of what he does when he, when he raps or whatever. I don't know. That's Charles has his own process, but you know, that's what I would assume is. Rogue. I really, really, really like Rogue, bro. Rogue is a really, really good record. I really like Rogue, bro. I, I, I'm a fan of the beat. I really like the beat. Um, okay, so the hook, I do like the hook. Mm. It, it's um, kind of, it kind of reminds me, like I said, about maybe there's some type of, some type of structure here. Like this is supposed to be like a official project. Mm. Cause like in the hook, he's talking about, you know, don't touch me. You could, um, you can feel me, but don't touch me. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, uh, I know if you touch me, you might not love me. So I feel like he's talking about insecurities, right? Because mm-hmm. he's talking about, you know, people enjoying the music and, you know, enjoying what he's doing and he appreciates it. But it's like, if y'all really knew the real me, mm-hmm. hey, you, you might not. And that kind of makes me think about what we talked about earlier about, you know, hey, if y'all knew about, you know, when I go left or some of the stuff I mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. you, you might not like it. So it's, it's an interesting concept. I, I do like the song. One thing I did notice, like I said, with him doing these freestyles and whatnot when you act i feel like when you actually listen to like the the lyrics he's not really talking about too much it's not like a surf it's not like a a, a deep song you know mm-hmm. at least with, for the lyrics it's just him just wanting to freestyle and spit some bars out there which is cool you know mm-hmm. but it's definitely like i want to say like surface level bars not in a bad way but it's like he's just not going too deep into it you know because he might if he does go too deep he might go too left so it's like let me reel myself back and n- let me not pull that curtain back and, and say something that I might regret or term first might not want to put out there. So, but it's a really good song. I like it. Yeah. I think during this era, he's very, uh, not dumb it down. Uh, but I, I, I want to say it's, he tries his best to make things as accessible as possible. <laughs> Just listen to those songs from that era. It's definitely a difference. Cause it's like, when he usually explains something, it's you we usually have to decipher it. Like we really have to go, you know, like, all right, what's he really mean here? Whereas these, it's like, oh, okay, he's he's actually just telling us what he's he's saying now. Knowing Charles, he probably has a double entendre about how some of the meanings of some of these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying as far as like being like surface level or what I'm what I'm saying is just easily accessible. So like somebody can turn this on and be like, oh, okay, cool. And I, I I like I like this the hook like you said because you know if you know X Men shout the the comic book people out there you know Rogue who I think is top mm, she's the top three X Men bro like if you want to, like if you're like oh we can only bring three people here from the actual team you want Rogue there why because Rogue could easily be the strongest person out there all she has to do is get her hands on one on the strongest person and it's a wrap for everybody you know what I'm saying because right. you know Rogue can't you can Rogue can't touch you with her bare hands because if so, you are not gonna like it. And that's basically what y'all are saying. Like <laughs> it's cool to feel me. It's like, yeah, you it's cool to think you know me or whatever. And like, you know, you can feel, but just don't don't touch me. Cause if you touch me, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well or whatever. So yeah, I I, I really like this record, man. I did notice something too as we were going along with the songs. Very structured. All these songs are very structured. One, two, three verses, small little bridge, hook one more time, end of song. Like almost all of them were like that. Um, do you think that was because that's not something that Charles normally does? Usually it's rap, 
the three verses, no, and then it's just beat. There's no extra hook usually. There's just beat, whatever they and I guess the Invisible Man or or however, whoever had Charles structure this, they made sure to add that extra hook again, like right before the end of the song. Um, do you like the way these are structured? Uh, rap, Charles rapping on like these structured type beats. It's just good to know that I feel like they want to know if he could do stuff like this, which is a weird thing to say because he's been doing this for a while, and it's really not not, not too much difference. Um, but what did you think about that? I'm glad you brought this up because I wasn't sure when I wanted to bring it up, but we can talk about it now. I don't mind it. It's not an issue for me. I did notice it like later on in the project where I'm like, okay, because how the, the, the beat will start and then Charles will rap at some point, maybe around eight bars, the beat will start to add like a, maybe an extra piano or a synth or something like that. And then I'll add some extra for the hook and whatnot. And I'm like, almost every beat is structured almost the same, like you said. Yeah. Only thing that's different is like maybe one of the songs or a couple of songs might not have a bridge. Mm -hmm. Some some might have a bridge, some might not have a bridge, but it's, it's usually like four bars going into like the eighth bar. It starts to build up sometimes, not not all the time, but I'm okay with it. Like you said, maybe that was their thing of like, I'm pretty sure they knew Charles could do it, but it's like, we just want to make sure you could stay on topic. Because we talked about it before on certain songs where it'll be a great hook. Charles will start in the first verse with a, a really good, you know, conversation mm -hmm. and then he'll just trail off and just start talking about other things mm -hmm. and maybe the segue it wasn't that great maybe you know to to br the thing that bridges it isn't that great mm -hmm. but it's not sometimes the only thing is that it's like oh he might talk like in a song let's say not this project but let's say in one song the first verse will be about his mom and then the second verse will be about the label or something like that whatever mm -hmm. and they'll have nothing to do with each other and it's like they're dope they're both dope verses but like what, what do they have to do with each other, you know? Right. So that probably was an idea for, you know, whoever was producing to be like, all right, well, we're going to structure it like this. Please, you know, at least give us an idea of what you want to talk about and just let's, let's just make a song about that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's, it's 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 pretty cool. It's chill. If for some people, I think for them, it might be a little iffy for them because it's like, it's that freedom that they, that they know of Charles. They're like, Charles could talk about this or that. He can go anywhere with it. And then this kind of like confides him to be like, all right, you're right here in this, in this this lane. Stay in this lane. Uh, don't turn off to the exit. You know, just you know, keep going fifty five to sixty miles per hour, and and let's let's just take it home. So some people might not like that type of structure. With me, I'm like it's it's cool because Charles does well in that. He can do mm -hmm. any type of style. I think he did well with that. Yeah, like I say, I I just feel like it's one of those things where it's like they wanted to. It was very manufactured, but not in like a horribly bad way but you can see it's very noticeable what they're doing i guess is what i'm saying yeah i i agree I, that's that's kind of how i felt about it and i'm like well they the reason they're doing it obviously like any other record company they're doing this to see if you can make a hit they're trying to make hits they want to make classics but hits come first we gotta get something that we can put out there and people are going to gravitate to and buy if they can buy it great you know but that we, we need hits uh isolated what's your thoughts all right isolated so for me it's funny because every time i would usually see someone share it uh it would be there's this picture of jadakus and uh and charles hamilton i forgot that they had taken pictures together charles was taking pictures with everybody but mm -hmm. isolated it's a good song one thing that um we talked about this earlier 
first thing he says, uh, I ain't got the patience to write. I'll make y'all nervous. You know, he mentions that. So I don't know if that's, a, I'm, I'm assuming that's a conversation he had with the label and whatnot, because I'm sure that they're like, hey, what you're doing is great. Well, like you said earlier, I want you to stay in this lane. Please, you know, don't venture off to the left. Don't go over to the right where we're trying to make hits over here. Mm -hmm. Isolate is a good song. Um, I feel like, I remember like when he first started rapping, because he says, uh, about a week ago, week ago, like he has that type of flow with it and whatnot. So the song, I really like the hook because it's like a real serious song. Uh, the verses are kind of like, he shows some like comedic side to him and whatnot, but the very serious hook, because it's about, you know, having a bad day and, you know, wanting to stay isolated, staying away from people and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And and everyone, everyone could, everyone can uh, agree with that or they can, you know, they, they can relate to it because we've all had our bad days where it's like, man, I really don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to reach out, man. I just want to stay in my own bubble. He didn't say it in the song, but it kind of gives me that type of, that type of vibe I said earlier about when he's talking about, oh, I'm trying to do my thing and mind my business. I'm trying to try my mind my, my, my business, mind my, mm -hmm. my business. I'm gonna stay over here. Y'all do y'all thing over there. You know, that's 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 my opinion. Mind my business. So I do like the song. It's a good song. Uh, I really feel the hook. I really like that. How you how you feel about the song? Uh, same 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 thoughts. Same thoughts. Um, funny that you mentioned like the Jadakiss thing. Uh, because there are a couple songs on here that definitely remind me of like New York style production but like not from 2014 it's more like from like late 2000s okay because uh, I get a lot of like old 50 cent style records because um, like this one sounds like uh, oh what is that 50 song Dun, dun. What is that song? Would it be from a second album? I think so. Yeah, it sounds more of like it does sound like more of a uh, not Curtis, but uh, what is it? The Massacre. The Massacre, the second. It sounds. It sounds like some jumps from the Massacre. And yeah, I don't know. It it again. Charles does a good job on. Like I said, I like the song. It it just again noticeable. But it like we said, they are trying to make hits. So I think they're trying to appeal first with the the beat itself and i feel like that was kind of a, a very direct um directive i'll say it's a, it's a it's a directive from whoever was making these songs like let's see what he can do with this this type of beat or whatever so again but it's a good song uh i do i do notice so this is when i took notes down when i was like okay from these like five six songs we, we listened to i'm like all right there has to be a theme here because like Almost every song, not all of them, but almost all of them, he's kind of talking about in these songs. Like I say, it might have to do with the freestyling, but it's like him going out of his way, trying to step outside of his bubble or his comfort zone, mm -hmm. and then maybe things not going as well as he wanted it to exactly. Because like I said, he had his own issues, own problems with being on on that first label and whatnot, and everything that happened after that, and then kind of him maybe stepping right back into the bubble and being like, ah, you know, this is you know. I'm I'm trying y'all like hey I'm trying to do my best to you know show y'all I can do this but you know you gotta give me some time and whatnot yeah. so in my head I'm like if this was supposed to be a project I wonder what it would have been called you know because like I said these first couple songs it's like hey I'm I'm, I'm out of my business but I'm here y'all I'm trying to do this I'm trying to do the music that you guys love 
and he mentions a lot about hey uh people coming up to me say i love the music i appreciate y'all you know i just hope y'all really love it and you can still enjoy what i'm doing it's mm -hmm. a bunch of that you, you get it you get a bunch of that in, in these songs like i said but the rapping so far has, it's been great you know what i mean i haven't had any issues with any of his bars or anything like that no stumbles no no flubs or nothing like that so he, he's very he's uh very commercial about it and he's doing it in a professional way so it's, it's coming off great so far yeah um island music all right island music so this is when i was like okay we get a little bit of a switch here because like you mm -hmm. said some of these beats they have like a new york-ish sound but not like 2014 2015 and I wonder if that was like Charles's idea or what, because you know they could have been easily like, "Hey, rap on these beats, kind of similar to like uh, a Bobby Shmurda beat or something like that." You know what I mean? Uh, Island music has that that Caribbean feel and whatnot, and this is what I was expecting. Like, okay, um, I love the song, love the love the hook, hook just hook, hook feels perfect to the song. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I was a little thrown off by a little bit was I was expecting like Charles to make like a I guess you say a love song or a song about a girl to this type of beat because it sounded like something that he could have made like I don't want to say a hit song, but it could have been like a a sleeper song. Like, hey, this is the song I want the girls to kind of dance to and move and groove to and whatnot. And this is not really what that is, at least lyrics wise, because he's you know he's rap he's rapping great, but it, it's more like he's being more lyrical on the beat than he is about trying to get people to move. I think he just wanted something something different, and this is definitely different in a good way, and I like it. So. Yeah, um, I can see I can see how you thought it might it may have been like more of uh like a kind of a uh and going that direction or whatever, but I think it was just I think he probably heard the beat and was like we're gonna call this island you know what I'm saying I think we just gonna call this island or whatever you know what I'm saying yeah um but yeah good song nothing nothing um nothing too crazy about it from me uh it's a good record um like I said you said the hook is good it's it's a really good hook I honestly. I don't know if there's a bad hook on here. If we're if we're really being honest, I don't think there's a bad hook on. Like you know, there are some hooks with that Charles does. Where I'm like, eh, not not for me. I, we talked about a few uh over the course of the pod or whatever, but like there's not a bad hook here. And I wonder. But again, everything also feels structured. It's like he might have started off with something like, and they probably was like, nah, go back and try that again. But I, I think that's another thing too. Is like. I know Charles has said before that he likes working by himself. Not that he's against working with other people, but there's always that kind of clashing of like, you know, ideologies of what I want to do versus, you know, what you're doing. And it could be both sides, not maybe not listening to each other or, or having a strong will about what their opinion is. But I mean, these are all pretty good hooks. You know what I mean? I agree. One thing that, we might have talked about before in some previous projects, some previous songs. Like, for example, Charles is doing a little bit of singing or harmonizing, you could say, on some of these hooks and whatnot. Sounds great. And I think it's because, like I said, it is structured, but mm -hmm. they have like a cap to be like, all right, Charles, like, we know you can sing a little bit, you know, go ahead and sing, sing within your range. Cause, mm -hmm. you know, we've heard some projects where Charles is trying to maybe hit some notes or some melodies that like he might not really be known for, but he's more singing from his heart not mm -hmm. from like the actual like diaphragm or whatever. He's right. like, like, I feel this and I hope the other people can feel it too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that actually does work where, you know, some people say, hey, it's not about the singing, it's about the emotion. And yep. I'm feeling the emotion. At the same time though, when you're trying to sell records, it's like, if it doesn't sound good, you know, 
sonically, no pun intended, but if it doesn't sound good sonically, we don't want to do that. So let's, you know, stay within in, in this level, you know, make make it sound good and, and keep it going, which is great, you know. Um, I I don't have any problems with like I said, the hooks. But like I said, it's I think because so many of the hooks are so great, it's just like I don't want to sound like a broken record. It's like they're really great. There's nothing so far that I'm like, ah man, he may have maybe he should have went this direction, maybe that direction. It's like, oh no, it's 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 good. It's really good. Uh before we get further into the rest of the tape, uh I do want to take the time to, you know, review the, the and, uh don't don't touch your dials, don't touch your, your phones or your computers or wherever you look uh, watching this from or listening this from. Uh, we are doing a punch in. Uh, we had recorded an initial uh, thoughts, our initial thoughts, our initial feelings on the new Charles Hampson song that dropped for the King Charles era. Um, but that was before we had some information. And now that we had the information via Charles's blog, we wanted to re-record it uh, with a fresh set of ears and eyes and knowledge. Yes, sir. I agree. Um, first punch in. First punch in, you know, people make mistakes. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to put down new information or new ideas once new information is gathered. So, yes. So, to refresh uh, or to redo this, uh, what have you, Charles has dropped a his first song for the King Charles era uh, titled American Monarchy. I really does this ugly Trust me, I'm your fucking buddy Not a fuck buddy, not a fuck boy I adjust the noise because it's just noise What to do, what to destroy Still it's my choice A choice count for the figures Um, that's the first song. Uh, remember, if you remember, he is dropping, you know, a song a month for the King Charles era. And I believe this is the first one that has come out and it's called American Monarchy. Um, now, how should we do this? Because initially, uh, if you want to share your initial first thoughts, uh, I'll share mine. Uh, I think we both were like great, great sample, great beat. Um, I think we both kind of had a and issue or critique of the sound quality making it hard to hear some of the lyrics yeah um i'll just recap over it real quick so for this new song um great sample uh kids in america i'm pretty sure charles has sampled it before but if you can find a new way to flip it nothing wrong with that Ooh. um i will say this the first time i listened to the song listened to it just off my phone and i was a little i was like wait a minute hold on can't really hear it too much so I do advise you guys, warning, I do advise you guys, if you're going to listen to the song, listen to it with earbuds, headphones, something along that nature. This kind of reminds me of the dirty leather wallet sound. Some people are cool with it. Some people might need to get used to it. But definitely, this is a headphones type of song. That that was my main critique with it. Once I did put the earbuds in, I could listen to it a little bit better and I could understand some things a little bit better. At the same time, though, it's you gotta really listen in when you're listening to the song. Other than that, song song's pretty chill though. There, there there's a message. I feel like there's some type of me message in there that you know I might not have gotten when I first heard it because just of the uh, way it was mixed, way the song was mixed. But stick, how do you feel about it? 
yeah, I think we were on the same page. Uh, again, sample is amazing. Perfect sample, actually. Um, the beat was good. Beat was really good. And I like the hook. Uh, I know, I know I like the hook. I know it's one of those ones where Charles is, has like a little singing part on it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like crazy. It wasn't like bad or anything. I, I understand where he was going with it. But again, for me, I'm like you, I listened to it off the phone the first time. And I think it was hard for me to understand what was being said because the beat was so powerful uh, and the vocals weren't as, as tightly produced or tightly mixed or whatever. Um, and I haven't tried to listen to it in the car yet. Cause you know, there's always three different levels of listening. There's off the phone or off whatever you listen to via the headphones. And then of course the stereo test in the car. So I haven't done that yet. So I can't, I can't attest to that. Um, but yeah, I listened to it. I was like, okay, this is, this is good. Um, and then I like to compare things to things I've already heard. So when he sent me the sneak peek of the thing that he plans on dropping later, I was like, okay, it's not quite to that level, but I see, I can see the direction that he's going based off of these first two songs that I've heard. Um, right. You got to start somewhere, you know? Right. Yeah. Beginning of, beginning of 2024, you know, you want to introduce everybody to this new persona, this new sound. So you, you got to do what you got to do. And yeah, I, I, I see there's a vision. So sometimes you got to sit back and just uh, enjoy the ride, you know? Well, this is perfect because you're right. It Everything has a story in the beginning. And the reason that we, you know, we're kind of doing this punch in is because Charles had posted the lyrics and an explanation of the song via his blog before or during the time we were recording. Um, so the explanation that he gives, do you want to read that part or do you want to try to get into some of the lyrics? Um, I'll read the explanation and shout out to Charles for, you know, writing the lyrics down because at the end of the day, sometimes we might not, there's double entendres, triple entendres, certain meanings that we might not understand. But if you can sit there, listen to the song, read it along with it, it, it helps a lot. But I'll read the actual explanation for it. Okay. So with the song, Charles says, uh, I'll paraphrase. I won't read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Jane uh, asked me what the song is. Uh, if it's random lo-fi freestyle over a cool beat, basically I'm introducing the concept of me being king of the masses. Uh, factor in the fact that I'm black, former child, actor slash model, full-time musician, and I just served two years. Um, for the most part, Charles is just saying, you know, he's been through a lot, but since he has been through a lot and he's still able to come out smelling like a rose, still able to stand on his own too and say, Hey, I made it through all the drama, the pain, the BS. Uh, I, I can call myself a King. I should be able to call myself a King. He also says, uh, there's other rappers that feel regal after serving sentences for far more heinous crimes. So, and we, we've seen that in the, the mainstream of rappers doing some wild stuff. So if these people can call themselves a king, Charles can call himself a king. He can call himself a ruler. He can call himself the whatever he wants. The whole thing is he's just happy and he's proud of he's proud of his accomplishments that he could survive what he's been through. And this is a little bit of motivation because we all go through our own stuff. So if he can feel like a king, we can feel like kings or queens. What whatever, you know, your your name you want to be, whatever you want to claim, you can be that. Yeah, you know, there's been a, a, a slight increase on the use of king and queens and especially the black community, right? Over the last probably 
three to five years where, you know, oh, what up, King? You know, what up? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's important to see ourselves uh, in that light because, you know, of historical, you know, factors of where things were, where thing, where we, you know, originated from, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it that that's kind of a good message and surface level. Sometimes we are very surface level, like, interpreters of stuff. But if you go deeper to the to the song, yeah, it is, you know, look at what you've been through. And if you've been on the other side of it without, you know, succumbing to maybe those those past transgressions or past whatever, you should be able to call yourself a king because only a king would be able to get through certain things like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, uh, he's got some fun, some fun lyrics in here. Uh, I kind of like this one. He says, "Trusty, I'm your fucking buddy, not a fuck buddy." That's a that's a dope bar. I could I could see I could see uh somebody using that. I could see actually using that on one of your Instagram posts. <laughs> hey, I'm, 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 I just might, I I just might I actually haven't posted uh any any IG posts in a while, so I'm like, you know what? That might be one of my new captions. Yeah. I might capture something from this song, maybe from another song he's coming out with this year. I haven't I actually haven't used a uh, Charles caption I don't think I actually have so first thing for everything let's do that for 2024 you know yeah yeah I'm, I, I want to try to get into that too using random Charles uh, bars as captions um, yeah so like this this is this is a lot of Charles talking to shit very regal very royal type of stuff you know being like what what am I going to do what can I destroy uh, it's up to me I have this power or whatever so it's really about him obtaining you know not necessarily flaunting his power, but recognizing that he has the power to do things. You know, obviously, power of magic. We know all this from previous Charles songs. Um, yeah, I'm the king of America. Whether you like it or not, I have my own crown. So, and you know, I, what do you say? His crown was the uh, his kufi, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, with the explanation now, the lyrics to kind of go hand in hand with what we originally said, it definitely makes the song it makes the song more engaging. So like now I'm, I feel more attached to the song versus maybe before when it was kind of hard to listen to or, or not hard to listen to, but hard to hear what was actually being said. Um, <laughs> the last line of the blog. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have to explain that though. Charles. <laughs> Charles, listen. All right. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree where you, you, you feel because you're allowed to feel however you want. Yeah. You tell them don't have to explain any of this. At the same time, though, like the way that your mind works is obviously not how all of our minds work. So there's sometimes we're going to be like a little left behind on some of your ideas and your um, the the way that you, you bring across these these ideas. So I want to say thank you for actually putting the lyrics down, also explaining it, because I'll be honest, if I didn't have this before, it'd be a thing, of course, I had to sit there and listen to the song, kind of mm. write it out and kind of figure out what it means since it's already done. It just makes it a lot easier and personable for the most part, because now it's like, okay, I could just read along with it instead of it being like, okay, did he say this? Okay. Can I ask Charles? Will he actually answer? You know? So it, it really, it really does help a lot. You might not think that it does. You might feel like, ah, I shouldn't have to explain this to you guys, but you don't, but we appreciate that you did because at the end of the day, if you if you want people to understand where you come from more, and this is any artist, if you want if you want your fan base to understand where you come from, 
write down the lyrics or, you know, give a little explanation. It doesn't have to be in full detail, but just something small, you know, just 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 lead us along the way. It, it, it helps. Believe it or not, it helps a lot. Yeah, I I, I mean, God, know when you rap and like I like like write uh, free verses and poetry and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like somebody would be like, oh, did you mean this on here? And I'm like, well, no. And then I'm like, oh, I explain it. And then like, oh, okay, I get it. My thing is, Charles, when in doubt, just pretend we're stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, just pretend we're morons, and you just, you know, hold our hand and bring bring us along for the ride, man. That's all. That's all. Uh, but yeah, that that's our that's our review on American Monarchy. I can't wait for the rest of the songs for the year. I think it's gonna be great. I, this is what we're doing. Um, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come, man. Um, yeah, any last thoughts for you? um not at all i would just say like i said if you guys haven't checked out the song check it out if you guys need to look at the blog check out the blog he's obviously updating all the time he has the lyrics on there and if you want to look at the explanation yourself you can but yeah definitely check the song out for sure uh oh back back to our regularly scheduled programming <laughs> yes sir Heard the bonfire uh now this is the one i definitely remember uh when i first downloaded it I love this record. I love this beat. Uh, great, great verses. The hook is amazing. I like the, even when he does that singing thing right before the third verse, perfect, perfect uh, me uh, melodic sound right there. Uh, I can't, I have nothing bad to say about this song. I have, I have absolutely nothing bad about say about this song. my favorite song yeah favorite favorite song for the project it was my favorite then still my favorite now yeah like you said i feel like the verses are perfect it has a chill vibe to it an intimate vibe to it i could i won't say see a music video for this but definitely some type of visualization at least something mm -hmm. for this whatever i could picture like his words out he's saying it whatnot you know it has that intimate feel it's you know he's talking about you know some girl he likes and whatnot and it kind of reminds me of you know, when you're first talking with someone and you, you're hitting it off really well and then you're already, like, you, you know each other for, like, a small bit of time, but you're already imagining, hey, man, so the next five years with this girl, oh, man, like, she, she, she's so great. And it's, like, you're, you're you're already, like, you, you, got, you got to pull yourself back, but, you know, you're already, like, falling in love already. Mm -hmm. But great song, great hook, great everything, period. Favorite song. Yeah, like again, this is there's nothing really to say. This is just a really, a re um, an amazing record. Um, how you feel about Guarded? So the beat, like when it first came in, it has like this important feel to it, and I was trying to figure out how to explain it. To me, it sounded like a beat maybe someone like Eminem would have rapped on, like back in the day, you know, something like that. I like the beat, though. I do like the beat. How I feel about it. So, Charles, he's talking about, you know, I feel like he's talking about protecting his peace and his music because he's talking about being guarded and whatnot, just making sure that people understand, like, look, I've been through a lot of things. I'm not trying to go back to where I was, mm -hmm. you know, because I was a bad spot. I'm in a good position now. So let me stay there. He also talks about, uh, I guess, certain people telling him about 
uh, like some of the stuff that they didn't like, you know, with his music, whether it's how his voice used to sound, maybe how he would rap on certain tracks, maybe some of the bars, some of the decisions he would go with and whatnot. At the same time, like I said, it's a good song, good hook, pretty chill. Just him just talking about, all right, I'm I'm a guarding myself this time. I was maybe too open my first go around on uh, Interscope. Mm -hmm. I'm a guard myself a little bit more with my time, my energy. I don't want to put myself fully out there. Once again, he didn't say it, but it has the whole, you know, I'm st sticking to myself, mind my business type of music, you know, but it's a good song. I could definitely see this album probably being called like Mind My Business. I could, <laughs> I could, I could definitely see it, you know, kind of because, you know, that's that that's the vibes of this one. It's like, you know, guarded, rogue with like you can feel me, don't touch me, isolated, isolated like all everything's like there's, that theme is there. You know what I'm saying? So I could I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, guard is guard is okay. Guard is okay. Uh, I did have an issue. Did you notice like the weird inflection in the in the voice, in the vocals? Like it made Charles. Oh. Sound, it made Charles. Sound, it would make it seem like it, this was recorded back in like '08. Just the way they pitched the, his voice in, on the record. Yeah. So that um, that was kind of jarring for me a little bit, and maybe kind of it didn't turn me off on the record, but it was something that was so jarring that it was noticeable, and it it kind of blocked me from, um, deeply, uh, liking the record. I guess like it, there was that blockade or whatever. I remember when I first heard this uh, project, I remember it being like. I don't want to say sped up, but like you said, you know, the, the pitch was, mm -hmm. you know, shifted up a little bit. I don't remember it being like pitched up as much, you know, I feel like, like I don't know. It might be me misremembering, but I do remember that. But I feel like when I heard it again, I'm like, sounds like a little bit higher. Like maybe someone was like, hey, I don't want YouTube, um, you know, taking this down. I don't want to get a copyright strike. That's what it sounded like, yeah. if anything, but not like too fast. But I don't remember it being like sounding exactly like that, but for me, I was like, it, it was chill, though. I can see why it could mess with someone because you hear his regular voice and then this one song is, like, pitched up a little bit. So yeah. I did notice that, but in my head, I was like, it might be me just misremembering. I was like, yeah. eh, but it's, a, it's still a good song. Yeah. Uh, fan Club. So Fan Club, I don't really remember hearing this. I've heard this project a couple times since it came out, and I think it'd be, like, at certain points, I would, like, turn it off and start listening to other stuff. So fan club, pretty good song. Um, He talks about, you know, and this is another thing I noticed that Charles does in some of the songs. So he's thanking the fans. The fans are coming up to him. Hey, I like the music. Hey, I like what you're doing. And he appreciates them. He thanks the fans back. And he noticed, I noticed he says, um, he's basically talking about, you know, I hope the fans can vibe with me because obviously I've made music in different ways throughout the years. I hope you guys can enjoy the new sound that I'm going to be doing now, now that I'm signed. Of course, if you're used to, you know, the craziness and the, you know, the leftness that he has, mm -hmm. hey, I'm not really going to be talking about that as much. He doesn't say that in the song, but it's like, hey, but that's if, if that's what you're used to, you know, I'm going a different route and I hope you guys can enjoy it and whatnot. I hope you guys can still vibe with me. So, cool song, but like I said, it's one of those things where I was like, um, you know what threw me off? This song only had two verses. It only mm -hmm. had two verses. And then like, I was listening. I'm like, oh, he's about to do like a bridge or something. I'm like, um, I looked at the, uh, the song. I'm like, okay, song's actually about to be over. It's just beat now. So that 
not not necessarily a bad thing, you know, because sometimes it's better to have a shorter song that's pretty good than you having a long a song that's too long, and then it just you know makes it worse. So it, it's a it's a chill song. I think they just wanted to make another song and be like, hey, this is just put something in there, you know, pause, put something there, and then you know just let, let's move on. So it, it's it's an alright song. Yeah, it's definitely it's the shortest song on the on the on the project. Um, yeah, uh, just circling back to a point that you had made. Uh, about how you know the fans coming up to him and saying like, "Oh yeah, we love the music, whatever." And and it sounds like during this era there was an uncertainty uh, from Charles about if people would be receptive to this type of music. Maybe maybe because you know we have been used to something else, or maybe it was something with him. Like oh, maybe he wasn't confident in the music he was making with Turn First. Like you know. I would never say he would dislike making songs or like these songs, but maybe he just wasn't confident in the direction that they were going. And maybe he felt like the fans would have like a, um, a negative reaction to it. Um, so you can kind of get, maybe that's also kind of what these, what this tape is kind of about. Like a that that's the underlining, you know, um, message is like, I'm guarded. I'm isolated because I'm not sure how people are going to re- receive this music or whatever. Um, but fan club's cool. It's it's not it's not a bad song. It's not a bad song at all. Agree, agree. Uh, Does she know? Which is the longest song <laughs> in the album. Which is funny. We went from the shortest song to the longest song of the album. Um, also, I don't see where this one has an instrumental. I don't know if that's on purpose or if we if maybe we're missing one. Um, but how did you feel about that one? I remember when I first heard this uh, project. I don't know if it was downloaded like in in a different order and whatnot. But basically, how we've been listening to this uh, project, like now with zomb- Zombie Funk on the top, mm-hmm. I think when my phone downloaded it and it put everything together, it had this song at the top. I remember hearing this like like first or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, okay. And so I remember hearing it. I'm like, oh, so this is how you starting the project off. And I'm like, all right. Listening to the instrumental, this does not sound like a rap beat at all. Mm-mm. Like not not even like it's not like it starts off a certain way, then they get the drums in and all that. Yeah. Like, this literally sounds like some type of indie beat that, you know, someone made. And yeah. then it could have been Charles like, hey, I can rock with this. You know, let me let me try something with this. And then he did, you know, uh, interesting song. It's it's pretty chill. It's just, you know, very different from all the other songs on there. He's talking about, you know, this is a love song on here. Where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, she makes me feel like this. And I hope she understands. And this, this and that. Does she know? So I, I and that's up to Charles. That's up Charles's alley. So that's that's great, you know. But it was definitely uh, some something uh, interesting, and that that the beat just always just like it always just made me think. I'm like, I wonder what made him go with this one, you know. But it, it's it sounds all right. It's it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that it's like you know the song the beat doesn't sound like it's supposed to be a rap beat at all. Because when I think about this, I'm like, you know what this probably is? At, at one point, this was probably like, hey, we need a, we need a record. Uh, we need another record for the album. You could either do this or only Christina knows. And I feel like that's this is where the decision was made. Like, you could pick this one or this one. And I think you went Christina knows, which it's a very divisive song, only Christina knows. Some people don't like that song. I think it's cool. Um, yeah. But I also like Does She Know. Does She Know is a good record. It's kind of a... It reminds me of something. It reminds me of kind of like an awkward type of uh vibe where it's like, uh, does she know that you know da da da? da. It's like kind of unrequited type, unrequited type of vibes or whatever. Uh, like I said, really good, really cool record. Um, 
And then we finish up with Copilot. Uh, I really like this one. I really like how he clo- I really like how he closes this one out. It's a it's a it's a very smooth ish record. And yeah, I, I I like the it's it Copilot is a perfect name because it's kind of like we're landing a plane. Like this is this is how we're how we're how we're ending it. And that's that's it's like we're coming in for a smooth landing, and this is the record that we're playing as we're as we're landing the plane. So I like I like this record. Gotcha. So I like the beat. It has like a jazzy feel to it and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. some of these first songs we were hearing, we were like, oh, they have like a funky beat to it. And it's not that, oh, that's the only way I can explain it. It's like literally like like zombie funk and then like yeah, you no, know, it, back home. It really is. It's funk. It's it is legit funk. Now this is like a jazzy feel to it. So I'm like, okay, I like it. It has a nice feel to it. I love the hook. I feel like the hook, because you know, he's talking about the whole co-pilot thing and you know, be my co-pilot and mm-hmm. we're we're going here, we're going there. Kind of gives you like that that feeling of flying and whatnot, like you're in the air, and that's always a good thing. The only thing that I was a little thrown off by, because I feel like, like I said, lyrics are good. I feel like the verses were random, right? Mm-hmm. So the first verse, you know, he's talking about having the deal with Enderscope previously, losing the deal and whatnot, what happened with that. Uh, talking about being around the wrong people. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, all right. But then he goes into the, oh, be my co-pilot, you know. Second verse, talks about uh, fans showing him love again. But then with him, I guess the insecurity is about, okay, people forgot about me. Did they forget about me? You know, because I've been technically gone from the mainstream for some years now. Mm-hmm. You know, how are they going to react now? Like you said, are they going to enjoy this new music? Are they not going to enjoy it? Because it's not what they're used to. They don't really remember what I used to sound like and whatnot. So, all right, third verse uh, talks about, I want to say he's talking about the punch because he does talk about getting punched. And mm-hmm. so we know about that. Talk, talks about the punch and the aftermath because he talks about, you know, getting hit and, you know, he doesn't, you know, believe in that. But there's some women that do believe in like women, you know, hitting, hitting men, you know. Right. And he's like, uh, I don't think that's cool and whatnot. But he goes back to look, if those are the type of people that you hang around with, I gotta stay away from them because I gotta protect my peace and myself and whatnot. Yeah. So he's going. So that's what I meant from earlier because I kind of brought that up earlier. But it's like, okay, first verse is about the the deal. Second verse is about coming back, kind of, and you know how fans will react to it. Third, third's about the punch. It's like I could see maybe the first and second verse. Like, okay, I lost my deal and now I'm back and now I'm trying to just readjust everything. Third verse talks about the punch, kind of, and it's like, what does that have to do with? the whole co-pilot thing because when i hear the hook i'm thinking about hey this could be another maybe not a love song but something that you could you could say to a girl like i want you to be my co-pilot and whatnot oh let me not forget because um i think it was in the second verse oh yeah in the second verse he talks about um i'll say allegedly because this is this might just be creative but he talks about uh him and halo because he said fans would, would forget about him but, you know, one person that he really wishes that wouldn't forget about him is Halo, which he didn't. But they were, I guess, at a disagreement. They weren't cool at the point because he said something about smashing Halo's girl. And some and people would say that was, he said that it was an accident. You know, I'll be honest. Never heard of uh, that being an accident. You know, like if, if you did it, you did it, you know. But like I, I said, I'll say accidentally smashing your homie's girl is I don't I don't see it like, oops. Hey, um, you remember what uh, Eminem said in uh, that song with Dr. Dre? Like, uh, what, you trip fell, landed on his dick? Yeah, you know? yeah, so, guilty so, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's one of those type of things. So 
but with with those three you know topics on, on on these verses i'm like okay some of it can kind of connect in the first and second verse but at the same time it's like what does that have to do with the co-pilot thing you know great hook and the verses are cool that's the only issue i have with it where it's like it doesn't sound like a full connected song because mm-hmm. like the hook's talking about this and then all your th- your three verses are talking about something completely different where they could kind of connect if you know charles's career we know his career so it's like okay this stuff kind of happened like this this and this but for someone that didn't know it's like well what, what does that have to do with anything you know overall i think it's a good song though definitely love the hook though really nice hook yeah following up with does she know and and then having that hook for co-pilot definitely made it seem like we were going to get like another like you know like a lovey-dovey type of record or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah the verses are kind of random and even even let's say we just take those we keep those verses i would have reordered them maybe start off with the the third verse because that kind of that kind of leads into the interscope thing and that in that whole situation and then at the third verse we should have did the second verse which is basically hey uh i'm returning and i'm hoping that you know you guys you know still rock with me you could be my co-pilot on this you know that makes a little bit more sense i guess but I don't know. I, 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 again, I'm not a label head. I'm not a producer, so I can't structure stuff. I just, you know, giving my opinion on that. Uh, sure. But overall, I, I do like the record. It's, it's a, it's a good record. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, interesting concept. Um. Yeah. So before we, before we rate it, I was gonna ask, are there any songs on here? Because we haven't reviewed Hamilton Charles yet. Um. But, I, you know, one day I do want to kind of, you know, review like all the different albums, kind of rank them in, in whatever order. Um, when, you look, when you think about Hamilton Charles and you think about these songs here. Um, what made you do you think that some of these records could have been on Hamilton Charles? We don't got to get into like taking ones off and putting some on. Uh, but do you think some of these should or could have been on Hamilton Charles? Definitely. It was one of those things where. Excuse me. Um, like her the bonfire that definitely could have been on there you know i feel like that would have definitely put up some numbers i guess you could say mm-hmm. um that could have been on there, there there's some let me, let me see the, the track listing again uh zombie funk i don't know if it would have been a great fit for it but it's a really good song way back home definitely i think you could have put that on there um of course we won't go into the i'll take this off put this on and whatnot yeah um at least like three four of the songs from this project could have went on there and you know, if you wanted to mix stuff around, switch switch certain things around, could could it could have been you know could have been done. Now, I think it, I don't think it would have hurt the project either. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do know that there was something that Charles was going for, or maybe the label was going for with Hamilton Charles. But a lot of these songs, like I said, I have no issue with any of these songs on the Turn First uh, project. But there are some ones that are noticeably a lot better. Where I'm like, man, this definitely could have been an album. And yeah. maybe that's what it was supposed to be. But like we said, you know, things didn't work out. I kind of wonder what happened to the other songs. Cause I know Charles had said he recorded a lot during like turn first during the whole Republic deal. You know, they probably have those songs and they're like, Hey, we're not letting go of any of these. We're not doing anything with them, but they're not coming out. You know, and I guess yeah. Charles, since these songs were with turn first, they said, Hey, look, you know, we're not a big label deal. We're just, you know, we're trying to get you on your way to the big label. So mm-hmm. These songs you can keep and you can do whatever you want with them. I'm assuming he paid for them because, like I said, he has the instrumentals and they're not taken down or nothing like that. They've been up ever since 2017. 
when the project was actually released. So, yeah, I, I like you say, I feel like there are some songs on here that definitely. I'll say this: there are some songs, some songs on here that would I would like to have seen on the album. However, like you said, I think that Hamilton Charles, there was definitely a an effort being put to make it more poppy ish. I'll say that. Because okay. a lot of like the zombie funk and way back home, definitely funk. That's definitely Charles, right? Like that's that's Charles Hamilton all day. Like 70s sample, you know, 70s sounding, not sample, but 70s sounding. Cause he likes that era, 70s, 80s. He like he likes that. So that that makes sense. So and I don't think that would have necessarily fit on Hampton Charles with the direction they were going. Cause like some with songs like Be With You and and Everyone, it felt more like a pop forward type of, of album. Still hip hop, but like you can tell what they were going for, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually kind of glad that these kind of are kind of separated from there because this feels like its own kind of thing, uh, especially with the themes of like isolation and being guarded and not and minding our business. Um, that's definitely I like that it's separated here versus, you know, trying to force it onto the that Hamilton Charles album. But yeah, man, uh, yeah, I, I'm not mad at, at, at what we got for sure. Um, um me, real quick so for me yeah it, it's just it's just really great i i love it man i love it it's one of those things where i'm glad i took the chance on it because mm -hmm. let's say if i didn't download it and i didn't buy it when it came out mm -hmm. i'm not sure if i actually would have heard it to be honest because of course someone could be like oh it's on youtube but i would have been like what is it and then Depending on that point in time, I could have been like, I'll check it out, maybe, maybe not. So, yeah. but I'm glad I took my chance with it and, and did actually go listen to it. Because like I said, it came out in like June or July, but I didn't listen to it until December. I didn't even give it a chance till December. And if anyone else, if no one else would have said anything, I probably would have, I probably still would have ne never even known. It, it'd be 2024 right now. And I'd be like, oh, this this came out when? What? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is 2024, um, and we want to know how you rate Turn First Sessions and what rating you would give it. Uh, really quick, we definitely have to go and and finalize these ratings because me and you have both been talking like yeah, they we know what we mean when we say it, but it would be better if we had like a more clear, concise uh breakdown because I think and this is just this is off the cuff. We didn't plan this. Um. I feel like we kind of want to have some sort of separation between each because it would be easy for us to give something the same rating over and over, but there is a separation between some of them. Like yeah. there's a higher, like even if I say something's a sonic base, I would rate one higher than the other. And so we're trying to figure out the best way to, you know, to kind of make it a little bit more concise and more clear of what we mean. Uh, but that day hasn't come yet. So with the ones that we do have, uh, give us the rating for turn first sessions so before i give the rating one thing i want to say so for you guys that have been paying attention to the ratings that we do have and whatnot the i guess the issue that we have because we're trying to be professional and also be positive at the same time though like there's not necessarily a negative rating that we're giving any of these projects 
but there has to be like a certain hierarchy where it's like, okay, this is this is this is technically better than this, or this is lower than this. There's mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be something that's going to be lower than a base sonic. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Like for right. example, if we gave it like let's say if, if we're saying hey, it's a tails uh, project, it's like it might not be better than this project, but that doesn't mean oh, it's bad because it's not right. like base sonic is good and everything under it is bad terrible don't listen to it there's no we're not going to ever say don't listen to something it's going to be like hey this is our rating and this is what that is but you know we'll we'll get to that point when we cross it but it, it'll like i said we'll, we'll get there you know we'll figure it out so yeah anyway so with turn first sessions great project really enjoy it i won't delve into it too much but i will say this i was like kind of like flipping a coin technically to be like okay do i like this better than hamilton charles do I not? I don't know. We haven't rated Hamilton Charles yet, so I'll save that for another conversation. Yeah. Overall, for me, I would say this project is it's a good project. I'll say Bass Sonic. Okay. I enjoy all the songs from it. There's not really like a song on there that I really skip. Maybe like one or two, like maybe like Copilot and Does She Know. Depending on my mood, I might be like, eh, I may not want to listen to that right now. But my only my only negative or constructive criticism I say is, like I said, the the repetitiveness of Charles talking about minding his business and trying to stay away from people. If that was if this was supposed to be a project about that, then, of course, that's what you talk about. Like I said, it's the, it's the whole freestyling thing where that's going to come up. You know, you just got to be a little bit, you know, you got to be creative with how you do it. But if I catch it and I hear it, that might be the rapper or the musician in me. Mm-hmm. But when I hear that over and over, it's going to be like. All right, uh, I heard. I heard that. Yep. I, I like my brain instantly picks up on that type of stuff. I don't do it like on purpose to be malicious. But uh, other than that, good project. A little bit of re- repetition and whatnot. Uh, the production was cool. You know, they had some you know repetition themselves. But overall, good project. Uh, based on a grading. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I I'm very pleased that we I got to re-listen to this uh for our, for the pod today. Um, because I feel like it's one of those ones that kind of goes unnoticed or under it didn't br- it get brought up a lot right like, you know what i'm saying not everybody's like oh you remember the turn for a session like no one really from what i experienced no one really brings that up as often right um so for me the reason I, i'm giving it a tails uh rating today is because because of that very reason where it's like oh it's kind of in the background and then like somebody's like oh remember remember this and it's like oh wow and then you go in there and you're like oh wow there is some heat here that you know, maybe we forgot or maybe we never got a chance to listen to because we kind of skipped over it. Like you said, it took you six months to get to finally listen to it or whatever. It could have been it's not your fault, obviously. Um, but, you know, there's stuff here for you that, you know, maybe you had just overlooked at the time. But now you you finally get to listen to this and you're like, oh, wow, these are some really good records. Um, I say my my biggest like constructive criticism or critique is some of the beats were very similar like you had said like my that's my repetition is that i was like one they sounded some of them sounded similar but two they sounded quote unquote dated because it's like oh this sounds like a 50 cent record on the massacre but like we're in if we record this is 2014 2015 it's like uh, i don't know if that's still the sound per se you know what i'm saying question mm-hmm. uh i could be wrong mm-hmm. were you thinking about the alley control beat from 50 cent Thank you. All it right. has been bothering me this entire time. I I know I was like I know the song. What is it? That's that is the exact. When did that come out? Now I got to figure out when that came out. Massacre came out like two thousand five. 
that's you know what I'm saying. So like that's what it reminded me. I was like, okay, I like Out of Control. Like, don't get it. I I like that record. Yeah, but it's like, you know, that was a while ago, like almost ten years ago. By the time you recorded that, so it's like, eh, what what are we going here? So, and but Charles, does, like I said Charles does a great job with those. The the songs are very structured. So I will say, if you're you if you're used to Charles being kind of having that freedom to kind of maybe talk over a beat or kind of play around with, oh, instead of doing sixteen, I'm gonna do twenty four. That's not here. So like I would I would caution with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are a fan of that type of style that he does, that is something to look out for. But like I said, Turn for Sessions is a is a hidden gem. It's a it's kind of a background character in terms of Charles Hampton's project overall. But definitely something I would say go look at it because there's definitely some heat there. I will say uh some of the comments I did see about this project. I haven't seen a negative one. If anything, it's just people say, oh, I didn't know this existed. Oh, this is great. Yo, I can't wait to hear more. So definitely a good look from that standpoint. Just underrated. People just don't know about it. Don't know it exists. So if you guys don't know, now you know, check it out, please. Yes, sir. But let us, and when you do, let us know what you thought about Turn First Sessions. Uh, do you like Charles on these structured type of uh, beats, this structured type of song making? Or do you prefer more of the free form, his uh having him have the freedom to do, you know, his style of stuff? Uh let us know in the comments. Let us know your favorite songs. Um, be sure to follow us on socials. Uh on TikTok, we are Star Chaser Central. On YouTube, Star Chaser Central, and on Twitter, we are Star CH Central. Uh be sure to follow us on our individual pages. I'm at Stick Around 54 on Instagram. That's S-T-I-K around 54. Mike, where can they find you, buddy? On Instagram, the Mike Jackson, T H E Mike Jackson. On Twitter, Twitter. I'm gonna stop saying it, but Twitter, it's Mike D Jackson, Mike D E E Jackson, one D two E's. As always, let us know what you want us to review. Uh, we've gotten some some uh, requests that were very interesting. Where I was like, really? I'm very shocked at hearing this one. Um, uh, be sure to you know let us know your favorite songs. If you have an idea for like a special that you want us to do, uh, give us some ideas. We would love to do those. Like, oh, if you want us to review or give our top 10, you know, love songs or top 10 freestyles or maybe a top 10. That's a lot. Top five freestyles, you know, whatever you want us to do. Uh, top five moments, whatever. Just let us know. We'll try to fit that in our schedule. Um, but yeah, man, this was fun. I, I really I really like this one. This was really good. I like that for sure. Great energy. It's one of those things where, like, when you have certain projects like this, you, you can't help but to be excited because you don't know who's heard it. So it's like, guys, you got to check this out. This is how we feel about it. We need to know how you feel about it, seriously. So and then we can have this big discussion and see, you know, where, where it takes us because there's certain songs that we've heard that other people haven't heard and vice versa. So it's just kind of like passing around trading cards, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just really trading cards for sure. Uh, but yes, we are logging out of Star Chaser Central, where we always encourage you to follow your dreams and reach for the stars. <laughs>